Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi everyone and welcome back to For the Love of Palm Grab Podcast. I have no idea what noise just came out of my mouth there when I was saying hi. But uh we're back and Paddy's here again after our initial uh after my initial Leicester review, my ranty review um for the Leicester game. I decided it was best to get the more measured rant of Paddy in for uh for, for a small bit of a review for that. And also we have a Liverpool preview as well to come your way, Paddy. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. A little bit under the weather, so apologies in advance for the croaky voice, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll do our best to get through it. Exactly. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's it, it's look, it's that time of year. I think everybody, whether it's you know, hopefully it's nothing serious for everybody out there. But uh, even myself, I think I've got a bit of a croaky voice. But it's uh, um, thankfully it's nothing more than that at, at the moment. But before we do. Hop into the podcast. I do want to just remind you guys as well that we have some uh, some supporting partners as well that we've partnered up with, with regards to this podcast and all podcasts that we will be doing for the foreseeable future. And uh, the first uh, partner that I wish to wish to mention is the Spond application. So if you guys aren't already using the Spond app, I do. Uh, I would implore you to go and download it now, as you probably know from listening to other podcasts that we've done. The Spond app was 100% free. It will allow you to organize, to track, and to uh, to create events and to, to, I suppose, have a one place where you can organize all of the events that you would have for maybe football teams, drama groups, um, committees, whatever you're using. If you were trying to herd cats, if you're trying to get a group of people in a position to do something, or if you're trying to send out an event to a group of people to alert them, Spond is the application for you. I've been using it for two weeks now, and I know it sounds like uh, this whole I've been using a piece, but I have been using it for two weeks now for something I'm doing outside of work, and it's made me very, very, very um, 
happy with regards to the, to the ease of use for it. As I mentioned, you can sync it up to your calendar. You can send out group events. People can you can you can add people to it. And it's just a it's a very easy way to communicate effectively and communicate. Uh, you know, changes to events, etc., in, in an easy way. Also, you can you can request payments from people as well in a safe manner through the application too. Um, it's just a super super application, and I'm delighted to be working with them. So please go to your uh, whether it's you're on iOS, whether you're on Android, whether you're using it on on a you know MacBook. You see whatever you're using it on please go and download the app now and take a look at it that's spawns.com s-p-o-n-d.com and that is uh you know one-stop application for everything you would need for as i mentioned if you're trying to herd cats at any time in the future um so that's <laughs> that's a little bit of housekeeping out of the way patty first and uh, i'm delighted to have you on board because i did get a small bit carried away in my lester um my lester immediate reactions and i did i wanted to stay away from the referee piece and we will get that get to that afterwards but what was your immediate view or your immediate thoughts on the leicester game uh taking into account probably a game of two halves that we that we witnessed well that's exactly it It was a game of two halves wasn't it uh and i suppose that's what steven gerrard wants to eradicate and and get the get to a stage where we're playing the same for both halves. Um, I don't know how long that's going to take. It's going to, it's going to take a bit of a while to bet in his, uh, mm. his ideas and probably get players up to speed as well. So um, let's be honest, if it's a game of two halves and we go and win 2-1, I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, if we do that against Liverpool, I'm perfectly fine with it. We did it against Man City, but couldn't get back into it. So uh, it's not something that's sustainable, especially against the perceived bigger teams. So... We need we need to be at it from from the word go, unfortunately. But uh, it didn't it didn't hinder us, and we came away with the three points, which was brilliant. And that's I think that's a very important thing that you mentioned there as well. It's the it, it's can we get away with that against the bigger teams? And look, it's not the first game since Stephen Gerrard has been here. You can look at it in two ways, negative or positive. But the, it's not the first time that uh, since Stephen Gerrard has been here that we've started slow. We started slow against Man City as well, but we grew into the game, and mm. I'm okay with that. As I say, we've seen two different. Uh, Two different games we've done that against one of the top teams, as you mentioned, and now we've seen it against um, against Leicester as well. I suppose we realistically are still a top team, just going through a, to- a, a tough, turbulent time at the moment. But um, it's it's going to be a really interesting one to see if that's sustainable. But imagine if we get it right from day one, from minute one, Paddy. What, what, kind <laughs> of a, what kind of an uplift this team could do? Because it's it's interesting. There was the times last season when, uh, and even in the season before, when we were you know, floundering down at the bottom of the league, but you just felt if the if the team clicked together that they would go and do damage to another team. And and it's strange, like, but Ali Watkins scores two, the two chances he had and Jacob Ramsey scores the two chances he had and the goal isn't ruled out by VAR and we're looking at a 6-1 win. <laughs> well, that's the big thing, isn't it? You know, the amount of chances we created is fantastic. And if you're con- continuously making those chances over 90 minutes, we will go and beat teams 5 or 6-1. It'll come around eventually. But uh, for now, I, I'm just, I'm honestly just happy that we we came out with three points in that game because that that was a that was a big game for us to win. I think I think it set down a marker to the rest of the league that we're uh, we're not going away, and it's given me huge optimism that we can push on now and look at being uh, steady in the top half of the table and maybe even looking at a European spot if things continue the way they are. 
and, and isn't that mad, Paddy? And I am listening to you. Sorry, there's just something flashing <laughs> up on my screen. If people are wondering, why is he leaning off to the side? I've got another uh, setup here as well that I, that I use to help control here. But um, that's, that's a thing. That's the thing, Paddy. Like, people are talking about Europe again. Like, mm. that's, 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 that's pretty crazy. Um, from Just even from the simple point of view that we were looking down the table and we were wondering, oh, no, Jesus, Burnley got to win. Norwich are winning again, you know. No, we're not looking that way. We're not looking mm. that way. And, and look, there might come a time that we do look that way again. But isn't it great to have that optimism back and that new manager bounce? And look, as I say, I'm going to continue to say it until, until the eyes fall out of my head. I was very pro Dean Smith. I still think Dean Smith could have done a good job. But there's no point in me sitting here banging the table and going, oh, Dean Smith could have done this or anything like that. Because number one, I wouldn't believe it. And number two, I'm just fecking delighted the team wins. I don't care who's the manager. And I'm, but sorry, when I say I don't care who's the manager, it's not about being right. It's about living in the moment, about the wins that we're getting at the moment. And Stephen Gerrard's doing a bloody good job. And uh, long may it continue that, that, that he does that because uh, mm. it's it's been fun. It's been fun the last four weeks uh, after the five weeks we had previous. And yeah. it wasn't very much fun at all, at all. The, uh, <coughs> the, one, the one thing that uh, did annoy me about about Saturday is, you know, he, he went he went through an awful lot in his interview afterwards about his players and where they're getting it wrong. I thought Saturday, I thought Sunday was a, the perfect opportunity to have a pop at the referees. Yeah, I think, yeah, we, I yeah. think we will eventually need to do that because if if we're going to be going into a situation where a referee lets twenty five fouls <laughs> go plus countless advantages without giving a yellow card against us or, or for, for the team against us. There's something not right there. And then for us to pick one up on our fourth foul of the day, it's very frustrating. And they, need to be, they need to be called out for what they're doing, regardless of what happened with the Schmeichel incident. And we'll get to that in a bit. But it's, it's an absolute disgrace. And there's no hiding from those facts. There was a number of times where he waved play on where there were stonewall uh, yellow cards. There was one as well in the lead up to Ramsey's uh, um, Ramsey's shot that went over the bar. Buendia was cleaned out by two guys. They both could have been yellow carded, and he never went back. So I think I think I think the standard of officials is pretty poor. They're not getting any better, and the only way to make them on, on our way of thinking is to call them out on it. Now, if that means he gets a fine for it, so be it. But we're, we can't sit back and then start shouting after we lose games. It's better than he does it when we're winning games, and, and that's and like as we know, he's not he's not he's not backward about coming forward about giving out about refs. We've seen that in the in the in the SPL. Like yeah. he was he had a, almost a weekly sparring session in those interviews with refer, about referees or about something he felt aggrieved with. And look, he's cute. He's a cute who are in the fact that he's he's going to turn like he's going to. Pl- this is a massive. It's. Uh, I don't want to offend part of the UK when I say this, so I'm not going to say it. But look, what it is, is the cameras are on worldwide for Steven Gerrard, whereas when he was up in the SPL, the cameras weren't on worldwide. Mm. Much all as we would like to yeah. say it, they were on the British Isles, and they were on in, in British Isles, Ireland, Northern Ireland, potentially some parts of, the, uh, of, of America. But it wasn't a worldwide audience. Now Steven Gerrard is in a worldwide audience. You can see that he's kind of tempered his matter. Also, as well, look, and, and he, he does have, have, have grounds to be aggrieved by, by what went on. But 
he's boxing clever in the fact that, listen, I'm riding a wave of a honeymoon period. If I start mm. drawing attention and maybe, like, there, because there will be somebody who will have a crack off him for being negative about refs and saying, you're only a wet week in this league as a, as a manager, you know, you got to learn how to how to deal with things. It, like, you know, that that to me rubs off on your team. You know, there's going to be somebody who's going to go on and go on, go on, go on the war path for him and look to make a name for themselves. But look, the, the, point, That's of, the point I'm making is you've got Michael Oliver, who they reckon is the best referee yeah, in the Premier yeah, yeah. League. And he's gone and done that. <coughs> the, yeah. the facts are there. The facts are there. Leicester, Leicester were the better side for a large period of the game. But... That does not give you the right to let them away with everything. And that's what he did at the weekend. 22 absolutely fouls. Absolutely horrendous. 22 fouls. And he only gave a yellow card to Madison when Madison blatantly hacked someone down from behind. So it's... Uh... And dangerously hacked someone down from behind. Yeah. <laughs> horrendous. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I think I think it was Luckman that had five or six fouls at one stage. Luckman had, had five fouls in the first half. But what, what, what has he got to do to get a yellow card? And then the Nakamba makes one challenge and it's his yellow card. Yeah, maybe it was a yellow card. I'm fine with that, but you've got to be consistent, and that's all we want. Like he can't, he can't stand up after the Liverpool game next week and give out about the referee if he didn't do it last week. That's my opinion on it. Um, he didn't get involved. He, he didn't I, get involved I, in the Schmeichel debate, and yeah, he was probably right with that too because there was a grey area there, as we saw with the new with yeah. the with the law that was put up on the screen by Sky, and even they couldn't decipher what it was supposed to mean. The, I, I think he can. I, I disagree with Liverpool there. I think he can because I think he can just as easily turn around. And maybe he wouldn't do it for for the Liverpool game. But uh, let's just say he can turn around and he can cite stuff like this and say, well, look, I kept my powder dry. You know, I held my tongue and I didn't say this. And I don't want to be known as a manager who comes out. and lo- I don't want it to lose effect that I just come mm. out and I give out about referees after games. But I feel I really need to start now asking questions of referees. And I think, I think he's cute enough to know that, as I said. This that you don't want yeah. to go in, you don't want to blot your copybook early on. But Michael Oliver, as you said, look, we got the freeze that we needed to get the freeze. But but what happens when what like 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 realistically speaking, Adam or Luckman should have been like like persistent fouling is persistent fouling. It's not a grey area in anyone in anyone's book. And he was fouling, yeah. he was actually fouling in defence. You know when he was coming back, so he was kind of stopping and stifling our any any kind of counters that we were getting going and stuff. And, and Man City did that as well. And teams and Teams in the in the Premier League are getting cute to that. They're following people in the middle of the field where you're less likely, and you're doing it multiple times, where you're less likely to get a yellow card. You know, so they're not letting people get a run in you. And it's just another way of being... Like, it's professional. Don't get me wrong. It's dirty, but it's professional, you know. But uh, let's, let's, let's have... I, I'm going to give you as long as your lungs can hold out for to, to talk about the Casper Schmeichel situation, Paddy. <sighs> Look, I haven't got the law in front of me, but when it happened, I was like, Do you know what? He was in control of the ball. That's fine. It's, it is the law. And then they flash up this law that, yeah, it's in control of the ball, but not if he's just made a save. And at that stage, I'm like, oh, here we go. So we're going to see uh, a similar situation to what we had against Man City last year when Rodri came around Tyrone Mings from an offside position and scored the goal, or they scored from it. We're going to see this rule change now during the week. And it wouldn't surprise me if they change it. Who in their right mind sat down and made that law? So in 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 hindsight, I'm going, yeah, that's fine. I was okay with the chat. I was okay with the fact that he had his, uh, his hand on the ball. Uh, technically, he's in control of it. Uh, is he in control of it? 
probably not because uh you know there's no there's no way he can reach out and grab it with the other hand either because he's just at a complete stretch so there's no control of the ball but he's downward pressure on the ball and it's underneath his body as the as the law says but he has made a, he's made a save it's bounced off him so apparently that law doesn't uh how in the right mind that, that IFAB or whoever making these laws how the, how that becomes a situation is beyond me but because of that that's what's really annoyed me about it if that makes sense <laughs> it, no no it absolutely does it does it's kind of like a little bit of information is uh, it can can hurt you a lot you know so at that period of time you thought everything was right but it was but like you didn't understand the rule and then it just becomes apparent that Michael Oliver didn't understand the rule um, mm. or that the rule was written in, written in a way that it gives referees an out and it gives the ambiguity to a referee. So my big thing yeah. here is that if you've got rules, you can't have arbitrary uh, decisions that a referee can make in, 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 in situations like that. Like, you know, you have people who, who've mentioned as well saying that, oh, but it was player welfare. He was looking after player welfare. But that's like the rule is there. Like mm. the, the, the rule for this specific issue and this specific incident is there. You know, at nowhere in the rule does it say this is trumped by player welfare. Our referee has, and I wouldn't mind if it said there that the referee has the discretion to blow up the play if uh, if he feels that it was yeah. dangerous conduct. From like that's all I need to put in there. And for me, I like I work I work in an industry whereby we have to have heavily you, you know it, everything is heavily regulated. You have to look at you have to look at literally semantics of words and stuff like that as well. And the Premier League is a multi billion euro industry, multi billion pound industry, multi billion dollar industry. And to have that mm. ambiguity from a, from from a rule, yes, it may only happen once in a blue moon. But come on, like you look for professionalism from players, you look for professionalism from referees, and everybody goes out there to have a good day, and no one goes out there to not have a good day. But the referees, like like the referees, are only playing to the rules that are there. So put in the clauses or the caveats if need be. It's just it it, it makes sense. Anyway, we won't want to learn it too long, Paddy. Yeah, and uh, my biggest gripe is is which Michael himself. And and the way it, absolute shit house reader went on afterwards, <laughs> um, I've, no, I've no problem with a fella getting injured, but the guy was absolutely lying through his teeth, yeah. taking off the glove, pretending his his arm is broken. It was absolutely oh. disgraceful conduct. I'd love to see his his X ray that he was talking about in his interview because there's fucking no way it was X rayed this week. Yeah. It's an absolute disgrace, and he's an embarrassment to himself and his club coming out and talking shit like that. Paddy, Paddy. Uh, Paddy alerted me to the fact about this time last year or whenever we played Le- played Leicester, I think when Ross Barkley scored that he wasn't the biggest Casper Schmeichel fan. And I and, and, and I couldn't and I'll be honest with you, Paddy, I, I was kind of going, Oh really, I don't really mind him at all. And it's only since then you've mentioned it. I've kind of looked at him and I've gone, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But then again, look, he does do some great stuff as well, I suppose. Uh there is always that side, that side of the coin. Anyway, line drawn under Leicester. We won, you lost, get over it. That's the way it goes. Um, <laughs> Liverpool coming up at the weekend, Paddy. Obviously, we won't know a whole pile about it when we're recording this um, because we have no injury news. We've got no press conferences or anything like that. Um, I suppose what I'm looking for you, for, for, for you today from, from the Liverpool point of view, Paddy, is you know what constitutes a decent, uh, a decent day out, I suppose, at, the week, uh, at, at Liverpool? Um, well, I, I think I think I'm not I'm not expecting any points from it. I think anything we get is a bonus. So, I, I think a low score and defeat, and I'd be okay with it. Um, if if we were to go and lose the game badly, I think I'd be a bit annoyed. 
Um, but I think we're more than capable of getting of of getting a good performance out of it, and and maybe even nicking a draw. But I think a draw would probably be the best that we can hope for. I think so too. Um, you often, and I am going to point you out and say you often talk about free hits, even though Dean Smith back in the day told you you weren't allowed <laughs> allowed to do it. Uh, but you do talk about free hits, and 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 I'm going to agree with you in this one. You know, it's like, by God, last time we talked about free hit against Liverpool, we won seven two. And I keep going back to it, and I know there's going to be Liverpool people listening to this because I know some of my mates listening to this who are big Liverpool fans, and they go, "Oh, you talk about the full podcast as seven two, but it was like it's just the anomaly of anomalies that you would get in in, in sport." But the la- I remember we talked about a free hit, and I remember the two of us were bursting ourselves laughing afterwards at it, um, at, at the fact about yeah, a free hit, and we go, "Hey, we win seven two. We need to have more free hits again." But I, but I think it is, and. You know, I think what Steven Gerrard will look to do is he'll put his money where his mouth is with regards to the defensive performances um, that he's wanted and that he's looked for. And uh, don't be surprised, I would say, to see, uh, you know, to see a Man City first half type. When I say Man City first half type performance, I mean Man City first half type performance without the Rodri deflected goal. Um Well, look, the one, thing, the one thing we do, do need is, well, the fact that we have a week to prepare as opposed to Liverpool being away in, in Milan during the week. So um, we have a week to prepare. Um, Man City was a midweek game, so we did, we did a short lead into it. There'll be a lot of work done on the training ground and how to combat this Liverpool attack. Um, having listened to Jurgen Klopp last night, who dropped some of his players, arrested some of his players yesterday, um, that means he believes that the Aston Villa game is more important and they will be going for a ball-headed on, on Saturday. So... We need to, we need to be at the top of our game, and and I'm just delighted that we have that week to worry in about week to work on it, um, of of all the weeks because I know we've got we've got uh, Norwich midweek and then we've got mm. uh, the after that. They're the ones I'd be maybe less in need of of uh, a lot of preparation for because we know what we're going to get. But the Liverpool one is a completely different animal. Do you know the word Clap is a bit of a salty individual. He comes across a great guy in a lot of things he does, but he can be salty, and I get the funny feeling that he's a grudge holder. Do you ever? Do you, do you, like, I like, don't. No, don't no. you? I, well, no. maybe grudge holder is the wrong thing, but you know, he he didn't like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer didn't like him. They they used to rattle yeah, each other. Nobody, nobody likes Ole Gunnar oh, I know, I know, I know, but uh, but I like I think. What I'm trying to get at here, and I suppose grudge holder is the wrong word that I used, but do you think it's always in the back of his mind that Villa could have done us a solid? For that, for that, for that semi-final when we had to play the kids, Villa could have done us a solid, but they didn't. And then I suppose we had to do we had to do the opposite. Then for them, then afterwards. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> believe he's a guy. And, and, and I keep going back to this, and people always pull me up on it when I go back on it. But I will continue to go back on it because it's what I believe in. But the, the time they gave us a hammering in the year that we went down. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The 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 come or the the guy who was interviewing him after the match was talking about how great it was and. Blah blah blah, and he said today is not the day for singing. A, a great club like Aston Villa is about to lose its Premier League status, and that's true. We that's won't true. be celebrating. So for that reason alone, um, I thought that was a re. I don't think I've heard it from any other manager in in all my time watching football, and I just thought it was the classiest of class things to do, and uh, I've I've never forgotten it. That's that's true, actually. Yeah, and I, I look. And, and if you remember rightly, they hammered Man United a few weeks ago, and he didn't rub it in either. So I, I don't. I honestly, I think he takes the good with the bad. He lose the plot on the sideline, absolutely. If he thinks he's being hard done by, 
but uh, I, I don't think he rubs it in at all. Yeah, actually, you know, by that that's a good point. I can be, I, I had uh, forgotten all about that. Uh, you know that piece that he did come out and he did say this, and now is not time to do, to to two foot attack less than Villa. Yeah, um, you know they're a good club, and yes, and you know what? I changed my mind. I changed my <laughs> mind. All right, and that's okay to do too. Um, so yeah, look, I suppose that's uh, th- there's no real point in going too much into the Liverpool piece at the moment. We no. will have we'll the, chat a bit more in the team tantrum. Yeah, we'll know a bit more where we're at. Do you, do you think, Paddy, that there could be some parts of the media that might might uh, spontaneously combust with excitement to Steven Gerrard going back to Anfield as manager? Oh, I just, and you know what makes me really happy is the, <laughs> the matches on a three o'clock on a Saturday, yeah. and we don't have to listen to the likes of. Uh, uh, Sky Sports and, and BT Sports rolling out the absolute assholes to blow smoke up the arse of Steven Gerrard. We just got a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. It is what it is, and we fly fly under the radar. Hopefully, and what, what a better way to fly under the radar is to go and beat them on their home turf. I'd love that. I th- I think so too. I'm not expecting it, but I'd, lo- I'd love it. It it would be it would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, oh, once again, yeah, yeah. I think I think you would be even the most foolhardy of people wouldn't be it wouldn't be expecting it. Um, wouldn't be expecting us to win. Um, but look, we'll go down. We'll give it a good try. And this is once again another barometer as to where Stephen Gerrard's tactical nous is coming in. I'm looking forward to seeing what adjustments are going to be made. As I said, I've spoken about first half lack. Uh, I'm not going to call it lacklusterness, but first half feeling our way into it, and then second half coming out like trains. That's all because of adjustments. You see it an awful lot in American sports, and 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 it's all because of performance analysis. And Stephen Gerrard seems to be leaning very hand, ha- heavily on that with with, um, with uh, Michael Beale, and uh, and we'll see what maybe for, what what they can maybe garner from this Liverpool team that they can maybe put into practice from from minute one, and then see if we can curtail them till halftime, make some adjustments, see them on the break, and it'd be really interesting to see what team goes out as well, Paddy, because mm-hmm. as more and more people are coming back to fitness. Um, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting one. Just before we go, Paddy, as well, the the uh, under 18s last night crashed out of the FA Cup two 0 to to Leicester. Um, <clears throat> we know both of us watched it. Was there anything really that you garnered from that game as well? Is there anyone that you're looking forward to maybe seeing uh, make a step up? Or, or I think the, the overriding emotion was disappointment. <laughs> the, the first goal was avoidable. The second goal came when we when we went to, to chase it. We brought the goalkeeper up for the corner and he couldn't recover back to, to save the shot. That's fine. Um, it was just a, a, a lapse of concentration by uh, Feeney, is it? Centre-half for the fourth Feeney, goal. Yeah, yeah. Caught us out. But some great players in there. It was nice to watch Lamar Bogard. Feeney himself actually had a, a reasonably good game other than that lapse of concentration. Ben Crescini, I think, is going to be an absolute star. Um, yeah, I like him. He's gotten yeah. taller. He's gotten taller. Yeah, gotten taller, yeah. yeah. Watch the under-23s on Monday night as well. <laughs> Drew three all with Blues. Very disappointed with some of the defending at the end and, and the goalkeeper, Busher. Um, I'm not sure the under-23s is actually our prime focus. It's getting good under-18s, seeing if they're good enough and then sending them out on loan. But it's just it's it's disappointing that we, we don't have that run in the FA Cup. Obviously, you can't expect them to go back to back every year, but it would have been nice to get a run of big games for them there to show what they're made of. Uh, I think that's correct as well. And, and we're going to do a bit of a 
not going to say a feature, but a podcast over maybe during the Christmas time um, on the under-23s and the under-18s, just with regards to where people are, where they've come from. <clears throat> and we might even resurrect Paddy. I, I, we haven't even spoken about this. We might resurrect Paddy's loan watch again. It's, <laughs> there's been some good stuff that's been going on there as well. And Kane Hessler, yeah. Kane, uh, Kane, what you uh, whatever I've just butchered his name because I got distracted. Um, he scored for for Swindon at the weekend as well, and uh, you should have seen his celebration. He's probably still running. He was just one of those manic sprint off to the corner flag and hope that someone's that, that you stop. You know, with celebrations, it's great to see. And he's he's somebody that the Swindon fans are absolutely lapping up down there. They absolutely mm-hmm. love him. So uh, more power to him. More power to the to the younger players coming through, and more power to Aston Villa Football Club in their pursuit. Um, uh, in their pursuit for, uh, for 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 I suppose growing a, a sustainable model there within Aston Villa. So that's going to do for everybody for us tonight or today, should I say, everyone? Um, thanks so much to everybody for always watching and for always listening. We will be back with the team sheet tension at the weekend, ten to two. Uh, we will have the team sheets on Saturday, and uh, looking forward to this one. It is going to be one that uh, that I think uh, a lot of people since Stephen Gerrard has taken taking charge of Mark their calendar first so it's going to be an interesting barometer as we say um, just before we go again the Beer52 offer is still up and running beer52.com forward slash love just pay the postage uh, 5 95 and you will receive a case of 10 beers, beers will be from all over the world, they can be light beers, they can be dark beers, they can be a mixture of beers, whatever you like um, but that opening offer for 5 95 um, is still available it's available up until the 17th of December so if you do wish to stock up prior to prior to Christmas, that is something that you can still avail of. Um, also, just to let you know, there's a subscription service and the subscription will renew monthly at 24, £24 pounds per month. But it is worth it because you will get snacks, you'll get magazines if you're into beers, if you are a beer connoisseur. If you're not a beer connoisseur, it's for absolutely everybody. So give it give it a shout out or check it out on beer52.com forward slash love. Uh, $5.95 will get you ten, a case of 10 beers. Um that you can tuck into over the Christmas period. So that's going to do it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.